Hi, everybody, and welcome to Barefoot TV and Podcast Show. This is your monthly show providing you with wisdom for your journey, clarity on your path, and support to manifest your dreams. I'm your host, Leanne, the Barefoot Medium, international medium who is blessed to act as the bridge between you and your loved ones who've passed over. I'm also a twin flame who supports people to step into conscious relationships and sacred union with self, with your partner and with the divine or spirit or universe. I also bring together my spiritual gifts with life experiences and wisdom from the Indigenous Kogi people in South America to support people to look into their soul mirror and create powerful changes and transformations so that they can confidently manifest what their soul needs, wants, and desires. So kick off your shoes, relax, and enjoy this month's episode of Barefoot TV and Podcast Show, where I am joined by Philip J. Bradbury to discuss writing that book, Overcoming Your Blocks. Now, Philip is a writer an author of about 18 self-published fiction and non-fiction books to date, including novels, short stories, poems, songs, and personal growth and spiritual growth, as well as writing books. He runs a course based on his book, Write That Book Now, to help people start and complete their books, as well as supports others locally and internationally to write and become authors by designing and publishing or helping them design and publish their books. With a huge background in all different areas, now Philip's had accounting, tree pruning, uh, singing, army and tour bus driver, a builder, reporter, columnist, magazine editor, lecturer, business and corporate trainer, business coach, Philip's absolutely passionate about helping people to release the writer inside them so that they can get their stories out into the world. So welcome, Philip. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I've got my okay. shoes off. <laughs> you got ready. your shoes off? Great. <laughs> and I, like I said before, I love the hats on your walls. So oh, okay. <laughs> tell me a little bit about you and how you've stepped into writing your books and, and becoming a writer and an author. Okay. Well, it, it never happened consciously. Um, I was an accountant for many years, and accounting and I never really got on. Um, and I ended up at some being made redundant four times. I finally figured that was the universe saying, move on. Um, but I was very depressed. Um, all sorts of things were not working um, in my life. And I think I realised that when you speak up to yourself and say, yes, I've got a problem, then things start to happen. When you pretend you're okay and you're not, then you just get worse. So eventually I kind of spoke up and said, look, this is just not working, Philip. <laughs> and within two days, I think it was, I ended up, I bumped into this kind of hippie guy um, who told me about meditation and Within two hours, I booked into his meditation weekend. I'd never heard of meditation. I didn't know what it was, but to spend a lot of money to sit around and do nothing seemed absolutely illogical, but something inside said, do it day for a month. And while I was doing that, after a few days, just words would start 
appearing, sentences would appear in my brain, my head, mind, wherever, and they would nag the heck out of me. They wouldn't go away, and it annoyed me. So eventually I thought, I'll write the stupid things down, get them out of the way, and as soon as I wrote them down, the rest of the family turned up, the next sentence, the next sentence, and, and I'd find myself suddenly an hour, two hours later going, wow, that was amazing. Um, so that's where it started, and I just... After I got over the annoyance of just having these stupid words floating around in my head, I realized it was just a beautiful space to be in. I just, I just loved writing. And once I started that, then the, the universe turned up and said, okay, here we go. And so I met a friend, met a guy uh, through, met David Gorn, who had written a manuscript and was looking for a publisher. I was talking to him about the, the stuff that I've been writing. And he said, well, it's obviously your story. And I thought, I said to him, were you psychic or something? How do you know this? And he said, well, it's, it's just a guess. He said, most writers start out writing their own story. So I went back and had, and I got this pile of paper, shuffled it back into order and read it. And it was about this George somebody, but it was actually my story. So almost sort of unconsciously, I've been writing my story. And it's always a really helpful thing for writers to do. And most people are in some way moved to write their memoir, their diary, their, their story in some way. And one, it's great therapy, get stuff out, it gets it in front of you to look at, to let go and to become peaceful with. It also provides a lot of material because once you start writing about an event, then another one, things that you forgot, then they, oh, that's right, I did that, that's right, I did that. And so one thing after another, you start remembering what you've done and been and seen and the people and events, and that becomes material for whatever you're going to write next, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, your own story, whether it's therapy type stuff, personal development or whatever, or business development or novels, short stories, your own story cannot help but be part of it. And so to write your own story to start with is, it seems to be a really healthy um, way to start. And a lot of people just can't not do it. So, and then, and then David said to me that he was looking for a publisher for his, his story and something inside told me to, to do it. And I said, oh, I'll do it had no idea what that meant. I'm one of those strange people that someone asked me to do something and I always say yes. And then afterwards I go, what did I say that for? But anyway, it <laughs> and so I've ended up traveling the world by saying yes. And it's just been amazing. And I encourage people just to say yes and, and the world will open up. This was before the internet. Well, the internet was going in a very minor way. There were emails was kind of the thing. So anyway, David gave me his manuscript and I had this very long <laughs> learning curve. It took me about a year to turn it into a book because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I learned by doing it. And then we ended up printing it because in those days, print on demand did not exist. So we had to print. I think we printed a thousand of his and then another friend, another person came along. So I did hers, did Sue McCartney's as well. And in the meantime, I'd become, I, I started writing these short stories and found that there was a, and also running men's groups and running courses, free to be me courses, I called them, helping people find their passion. And so, of course, I started writing about men's stuff and about personal development, stuff that came from these courses, and then it some books like that and also some fictitious stories. And then it turned out that there was a publisher in my city, in Tauranga, in New Zealand, and so I went up to her full of naivety and said, um, you need to have some men's articles in your magazine because it was a book that was basically a women readers and writers. 
And I said, if you have some male stuff in there, that will expand your readership. It just seems so logical to me. Why would she not? And she said, thank you very sweetly and, and kind of walked away. I thought, well, that's weird. Um, I'm very hard, find it hard to say no. So I just then, every month, I either emailed, phoned or visited her just to remind her that I'm still here and she needs to have my stuff. After a year, I think she just got sick of me and said, okay, just send one in. So I sent her a, an article and I think it was about men's stuff. As it happened, that story got more letters to the editor than any other story in the 30-odd year history of that magazine. So I became a regular contributor to her magazine and then absolutely full of myself, I thought, well, I can do it for this one. So I then sent off submissions around the world and ended up becoming a, a regular contributor to magazines in New Zealand, Australia, England, South Africa, and a few other places. And that was just a lot of fun. And um, that was quite nice. So then out of that became this kind of following. We didn't have that sort of followers type thing in those days, but there were lots of people that emailed me and, and wrote to me and said they loved my stories and why didn't I publish my own book? So I did David's and I did Sue's and then I thought, why not? So I published my book. And so I had these three books and then set off in my car and drove all around New Zealand because this is what you did then. Knocked on every bookshop door and sold these books. And for someone who, I don't look at now, I mean, I'm, but I used to be the shyest boy in the world. I was terrified of people. So I don't know. I was just, the passion grabbed me and off I went and knocked on doors. At the time, I had a really wonderful partner who was really supportive of that as well. So she came along, nagged me, my divine nagger. Uh, we all need a divine nagger. <laughs> and so that's how the book started. And that's kind of how the magazine started simply by saying yes, stumbling along and figuring it out. And I guess that's kind of what impelled me to, to, to start this course, because since then, of course, we've got all of these. It's really easy to do a website. So it's really easy to get books published nowadays. You can, there's a, there's a hundred ways of doing it. You can do eBooks and like I've just put five books onto, five of my books onto eBooks, onto draft to digital. It's a, so it's one of many before websites. we go into the detail about publishing, I want to pull apart some of, um, what I want to do is kind of pull apart some of that experience that you've got in there, <laughs> okay. right? Because I think it's yes. really important for people to really kind of look at mm. um, your, your background, your experiences in life and, and even things like what are people coming mm. to you for? And, and you and I have had a, a very similar journey in some ways in okay. that, you know, my background's education and psychology, criminology and teaching and lecturing at universities and admin and, you know, yeah. you know management and a little bit of e-learning and, and, and mm. all of that. So um, writing is something that comes quite naturally to me and mm. it surprises me when people can't. <laughs> Yeah, and, it, and it's, you, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a little bit like you. And so I love how you talk about a few things in there about, you know, you and accounting not being friends. Me and numbers mm. are not friends. We've gotten, we've gotten better throughout the years, but me and words, mm. I'm good with yeah. them. And I think it's really important for listeners or, or viewers to 
you know, kind of reflect on where they're at. And if you keep mm. getting those blocks and those challenges or those mm. hurdles and you're pushing and it's hard and it's yeah. stop mm-hmm. because the universe does keep coming until you kind of yeah. get the message, don't they? <laughs> and yeah, I've been there too. Yeah. And like you, I got the kind of frustrate I was in you know senior management education universities Mm. managing staff all of that role for quite some time and it was three o'clock one morning that I got the tap on the shoulder and I just kind of knew it was coming in some ways and I got up and and I just very quickly this resignation letter came out (laughs) and I'm like and it just felt right you know, so it, it's kind of similar in a lot mm. of ways to, to you. Yes. And I went to a meditation group and I thought, oh, I like yeah, it. that'll help me de-stress mm. <laughs> from the <laughs> corporate world, right? And yeah. Yeah. and that's where my spiritual side came back mm. in. So I really want to kind of get people who are listening and watching to think about your life experiences as mm. Mm-hmm. part of the journey and part of what you can share with other people mm. when when it comes to then writing books and I want to kind of go you know writing your own story is great mine's still coming along and for me the first first book I published was around working with energy and spirit mm-hmm. and that came mm-hmm. out of me going to development circles and people saying you need to visualize how to ground and cleanse and protect your energy. And I'm like, but I I find it really hard to visualize. Mm. And everything that I looked at or found online or in books or whatever was talking about seeing. And I went, hang on a minute, that's not how I work. There'll be Uh, other people out there who don't work like this either. Mm. And so my first book was about a need that I had to be able to learn to work with spirit and energy and and all of that in a way that I work. So thinking about experiences, it's really important to come back to that and go, well, what's the gap here? Thank you for sharing all of that. And there's so much in there. And, And I love your persistence is the word that keeps popping up because... Yeah, yeah being an author or submitting magazine articles and, you know, Mm. I've done that all around the world as well. You can get rejected a bit. Yes. Yes. I think it was at one stage I I counted up 124 rejection slips that I had from publishers. After that, I thought I'm not keeping them. (laughs) So, yes, it's kind of the the journey of a writer. I'm sorry to say, but, you know, I don't mean to be pessimistic. And some people hit it first time, but most don't. And yep. it's just, it's just, it's the journey. It's what happens. Absolutely. So every so rejection I kind of want to explore that though. So mm-hmm. how do okay. we, how did you build that persistence and how did you build that, you know, not taking the rejection personally, I guess? Well, for a while I took it pretty hard. The first two or three, I just thought, what's wrong with them? What's wrong with me? And, um, but it, yeah, so I kind of, one thing I did was surround myself with other writing people. And that wasn't necessarily conscious, but once I'd started doing writing, publishing, people turned up and I did go looking for writing groups. And that was great because I realized 
with their support that my writing wasn't necessarily bad, that it was it was good or great, whatever. I mean, I've had people have emailed me to say that, for example, two people have emailed me to say that they were about to end their life and then they read something I wrote. They didn't do it. So that just makes everything else in my life, it, it's, that's it, it's, it's worth it. So I think we need to realise that who we are and the way we write and what we write, if it comes from a deep, clear source, then it's, it's going to go somewhere. I mean, we can choose to give up, but, I mean... The idea is to get on the other side of it and become a publisher and imagine a publisher in their office with piles of manuscripts, hundreds, some of them have a thousand odd in their, their office and they've got to read them. And you think how long it takes to read one book. Oh yeah. So they've got to, here comes another 20 today. Which ones are you going to choose? So most publishers have had such broad, extensive experience. They can read the first paragraph. And they go, yep, this is going to work. Or no, it's not happening. So, and also publishers specialise. So some do gardening, some do cooking, some do horror, some do children's books, whatever. So that's an important thing to remember, that send your book to the right publisher for a start because you're going to get rejected if you send it off to a children's publisher and it's a personal development book. They, they don't, it does the most brilliant book, they won't want it. So one is do your research, find out the publishers, and that's easy to do. The other thing is just to realise that some days they've already got 20 books and they can only, their printing presses and their salespeople can only deal with a certain number and sorry, yours is brilliant, but we're already full. And it's not about good, bad, or different. It's just the full. And there will be somebody to have a group of support people. And I would suggest that you just say, generally, I mean, some, if they know about writing and, and that industry, about writing itself, one, they can be critical because suddenly you've become someone who wasn't they, who they knew. Yeah. Or if they're supportive, they might say, oh, it's nice. You don't want to hear that it's nice. You want to know what's good about it, what's needs to be improved you want something constructive and generally family are a little afraid of critically critical and or are very prone to criticism and either way it's not helpful (laughs) so i'd suggest you find an independent group of people and there's lots of writers groups around do in your area there'll be a writing group get with a bunch of writers they're crazy bunch of people but they will support you and tell you constructively what needs to be changed or constructively what's good about it and constructively where you can take it. So that's what I would suggest. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I love how you talk about, you know, finding that support group as well. So there's a couple of things in there and I think it's really important that when we write a book that whatever it might be, that we're really clear on what our intention is with it. It might just be to get your story out there or it might be to educate, to teach, to inspire, to help, to, to you know, uplift, mm. whatever that might be. And mm. when you're really clear about that and who your audience might be for it, that helps you to be able to find that publisher that might align or fit with, the direction that you want your book to go in because mm, mm. you really you really have to you know have someone on board that gets mm-hmm. your message right yeah. whatever that yeah, might be exactly. mm. and so that's kind of the first thing and I love how you you're bringing that part in and that support group and I always talk to you know and you and I both do this with with clients in different ways through coaching 
I've helped a couple of people write their book and, and get that out mm. there. And I know you've, you've done the same thing. It's find your support group, whether it's a, a coach that can help you through that writing process or yeah. I love my mum to bits and she's, she's really good with editing and proofreading and she can oh, okay. be quite critical. And I used to, you know, get really kind of upset about it, but I'm like, hang on a minute, I'm going to work this for my own purpose, mm. my own use. And so yep. if I want her to pull, pull apart something and tell me what's wrong with it, I'll go there. Yep. And so yep. I think it's really important with that support group that you know yep. who your people are and for what purpose. Exactly. And, and the, but also when I talk about publishers, I guess that's becoming less important nowadays too because the standard publishers, Penguin or whoever, tend to do very, very, very little marketing. Um, so you may as well do your own thing. That's what some people say. I mean, I'd love to have someone publish it and just do all the marketing for me because I'm better at producing things and selling things. So, you know, choose, decide what you're going to write it for. So some people just write their book for their own therapy, for their own cathartic experience or get whatever it is in there out. Some people want to write it just as a story, their memoir for family, grandchildren, whatever. So those two things are definitely not going to go to publishers at all. If you want it to go to the big wide world, then you've got a choice of the big publishers and or um, self-publishing. And more and more people are going to self-publishing. So that's, yeah, so that's deciding on the avenue. And in the, the course of them, yeah. I think that's really important as well because, you know, you and I have both navigated that journey and jumped in and mm. I, I self-published in the end because what, what I discovered was around how the back end of the publishing works and, mm. and all of that side of it. Yep. And I went, you know what, I want to own my work. I want to have control mm. over mm. that and I want to... Yep make sure that the integrity of what I'm putting out there is is maintained. Mm. And and a mm. lot of people go that self-publishing route for that reason. But what I would say to people, and I'm sure you'd say the same, talk talk a little bit about, you know, navigating that journey. Can you share a little bit of, you know, a tip <clears throat> on navigating self-publishing? Okay. So yeah, so the self-publishing nowadays there's a whole gamut within that. I mean, I came across a, at the, our local writing group two weeks ago, a woman who had written a 30,000 word book. That's a small book. And a local publisher had charged her $30,000 to do it. And now that's, that's extortion. That's, yeah. To me, it's almost criminal. So first of all, do your research and don't just go internet research. Go and talk to people. I mean, that book could have been published for about 3000 I'm suggesting, something in that area. Because, she, yeah, she had an editor, so that was done. So there's, there's a whole range of honest to dishonest people out there. There's a whole range of experience or not experience out there. So do your research and don't just talk to the people that are selling their services. Go and talk to the people who have been involved with them, other writers and, and whatever, and you will, find, you will you know, eventually get, a distilled picture of who to go to and who not to. I think nowadays I can kind of smell them before they walk in the door. It's just like, okay, this one's no good. Oh, this sounds good. And I think there's so much almost desperation. It's just this 
real, you know, if you've got your own book, you want someone to publish it. And someone says, yes, you just go for it. Um, and people tend not to do their research because of their huge desire just to have it done. So that's and one the, part of it. And I know <clears throat> that for me, before I, pub I self-published my first book, I'd been mm. offered a publishing deal with in the spiritual realms, okay. the biggest name publisher there is. Okay, and when I, I really kind of, yeah, and I'm not <laughs> going to name names. No. <laughs> um, so, you know, when I really drilled down and my background being education and yeah. I wrote policies and procedures and, you know, okay. copyright mm. laws and, you know, all of that stuff. So I knew how mm -hmm. to read legislation, particularly with yep. criminology as well. And when I really mm. dug into the agreement, I'm like, hang on a minute. Uh, what, okay. yes. What's kind of, you know, and I think that it's really important that just because something seems really nice and bright and shiny, mm -hmm. you know, it can be and it might be, mm. but, you know, it may not be the way that you need to go forward. So trust that intuition mm. and that yeah. instinct about coming back to what's right for your book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. And I suppose one thing I did miss out, I, I guess, just taking a step back, once I got over accounting, I sort of slipped sideways in the training. Um, so I ended up, I found I actually quite enjoyed teaching accounting, but not doing it. Um, and then that sort of flowed into other things and I ended up being corporate training in other countries around the world. And I think if you can find a, how do you say, a mentor, not just someone who's going to put your words into a, a kind of a, a template and then send it off, because your um, your book, your writing is going to be different from everyone else's. So you'll have your own style. You have your own, as we in writing, we call it a voice. It's the way you speak. And that has to be reflected in the book that's produced. So when you're talking to people who are perhaps going to publish your book, if they tend to be really negative about your book in, in any way, it, they're probably not the right person. If they are... The kind of person that says, look, this is really good, but what you could do is do this. If they're constructively critical, let's say, then that, that, they're impossible. But if someone just says, no, that, you can't write like that, you don't, you don't, da, 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 then just go, just walk away. There's plenty of others out there. So kind of, I mean, Leanne, <laughs> you know about this stuff. Use your intuition. Listen to your gut. If you go in there and someone starts you know, putting your book down, what's if the feeling in your stomach just goes yuck? then thank them and walk away. If the feeling is, oh, this kind of hurts, but I feel like I can get something better through this person, then hang in there. So just kind of listen and inside to you, not only to them, listen inside, because there's going to be editors for you and there's going to be editors that are not for you. There's going to be publishers for you and publishers not for you. There's going to be graphic designers, whatever. And there will be a group of people that will fit with who you are. You don't need to twist yourself into who they are. You know, we're not at school now where you have to fill out <laughs> a prescription. <laughs> and, and I really love that because, and I think you and I both <clears throat> with the teaching, the educating, the, the lecturing mm. background, like, you know, we, we've both spent years probably reading through yeah. assignments and things that, that students have submitted. So great yes. training. Thank you, Spirit. Mm. Um, mm, you know, absolutely. and being able to give mm. constructive feedback or ask ask appropriate mm. 
questions about I'm really unclear what mm. this means and, you know, yeah. there's ways in which you can do that as a mm. as someone who's coaching or guiding or supporting another author to get mm. their book out there. And I'm yeah. just remembering a lady that I worked with quite, you know, a few years back who was doing kind of a, a romance, spiritual, fantasy kind of novel and it was... Okay. And I was like, okay, it's not my normal style of mm, book, mm. but, you know, we worked yeah. together through coaching and, you know, and she wanted that spiritual aspect added as a layer. So wanted to okay. know how that, mm. you know, whether she was getting it accurate or not. Mm, mm. So, yep. you know, and I just remember going, I'm confused. The, you know, this one's doing this and this one's doing that. How does that work? And that wouldn't really work in <laughs> yes, the. Yeah. And she went, ah, oh, okay, now I see. So we were able to talk it through. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So I really yeah. love that you you mentioned that because I think that's really important to be open to yeah, someone exactly. asking you those questions as mm, well. Yeah. Yeah. So I had recently had a guy came to me. He'd written this this really amazing he's only 23 and um he'd written this really beautiful book but he'd written it as two books and two stories together and at the last chat so he'd written one story and then he'd written the second story and then they kind of came together at the end and it was so i suggested to him that he simply i mean it's, it kind of sounds obvious when you say it instead of doing one and then the other just mingle them chapter one was about x chapter two was about y chapter three was about x and so on so you're going backwards and forwards and then you can see and then they and it was just a really simple thing and you're going oh never thought of that he thought it had to be kind of black and white one or the other and no you can mingle past and future and all of that so there was just that was a really simple idea that he he felt was good so there's all sorts of ways of doing it and i i do despair a bit too when a lot of people who come out with these rules you know the, the current trend is the oxford comma which didn't come from oxford it came from um, stanford university it's an american thing and so there's all this thing about you must use the oxford comma well if someone doesn't use the oxford comma the reader does not give a damn get over it so if you've got people who are getting picky about your punctuation especially at the start I mean, Cormac McCarthy, he, he got many, many awards for The Road. That's got no, uh, I don't think he's even got capital letters in there. He doesn't have, yeah, all that sort of punctuation stuff. And I, it was really quite difficult to read. But thankfully, there are only two characters, but it was quite difficult to know who was speaking. But it works. You know, I, I found it boring, but millions of people have bought the book and he's got awards around the world. So he broke all the rules and it still yeah. worked. So if someone starts getting all hooked up on the rules, get over it, move on. If that's your style, you like whatever, if you like lots of dot, dot, dots, starting with but and and, then go for it. If that works for you, just, yeah. sorry, I'm getting details here. No, 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 <laughs> totally fine because I'm having a little giggle because, you know, uh, there's a few people and like I said, my mum's been really good at editing mm. a lot of mine, yeah. which is great because, yeah. you know, and, and she often says, Leanne, commas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and it's funny when, it, when you're kind of channeling or bringing that through your intuition, like you said, mm, those mm. words and the sentences dropping in your head. Yeah. It's like that's the mm. least of what's, what's coming out of me. 
that's why I've got you. Exactly, yeah. You know, mm. so yeah, yeah. I love that you mentioned that. You and I could talk about this all day. <laughs> so what I want to kind of maybe bring in a little bit is mm. what's the one challenge you you feel most authors or writers have? What's their challenge or their block, the one biggest one that you find? Um, I think it's one that I had that I'm not good enough. Yeah. Who's going to want to listen to me? Why am I, you know, it's that sort of self-deprecating thing that we put ourselves down and it's it's endemic i think in most most people in this on this planet there's very few people that can just stand evenly and just be who they are because we are so conscious of what other people think and i think the other kind of goes with it is that being a writer means you sit on your own in your little cave uninterrupted for years on end maybe and so you need to be an introvert and then you've got to be an extrovert. You've got to get your stuff out there and you've got to go and communicate. So you've got to be two opposite people. So it's a very difficult thing for writers and some of them don't like their photo being on the book and all that sort of stuff. And what well, would people say? And, of course, if you start with that, people are going to criticise it. You, know, you set up the criticism by your negative self. So, again, go with a writing group. And one of the challenges with a writing group, which you need to get through, is that most of them, they will give you weekly, fortnightly challenges. You need to write, say, 500 words, bring it along, and you read it to everybody. And especially for a new writer, that is a terrifying experience. Most of them would rather die, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Something serious anyway. Um, I'd rather read cold, cor- cold porridge. And so, but it's a good exercise to read your stuff to others who will constructively help you, you know, in and once you do that after a while, you start caring less, in a sense. You start caring less about yourself and you can be with the words. So that's probably I, the biggest I love, thing. I love that yeah. because mm. you're so right. It's a it's a confidence and a worthiness and a mm. you know, yeah. thing. And that's really at the end of the day what it comes down to. I, and it, you just reminded me of a, another client that I'm working with that's stepping into you know, her spiritual side of things and wants to be yeah. more professional with it. And one mm-hmm. of her challenges is her writing. She's not comfortable with her writing or mm. the style or, and, and so we've, I've been challenging her to write some blogs. Right. And yeah. You, you, mm. And blogs are great because mm. they give you some, some good ways of putting your writing out there and, and getting mm. feedback on yeah. how you're going and whether it supports people. Mm. So she, you know, I'd give her a topic and go, go write me a blog on this. Yeah. And so she'd mm. send it back and then, you know, there was some feedback given and and, right. and it was like a little bit, she got herself all worked up about, oh, my God, it's not <laughs> going to be good enough and mm. I can't write. And it was just that mental block of, I'm exactly. not good at this. Yeah. Well, Na- some people yeah. it comes really natural too, and mm, other people mm. just need a little bit of coaching, a little bit of training, a little bit of yeah. um, guidance mm. yeah. in how to pull some things back. She was writing it like she'd speak it in, but not talking to the person that's reading it. And she's like, okay. ah, okay. Mm, so, mm. you know, and now she's given me two more the last week and I've gone they're fine they're great well that's the thing I say that writing is not homeopathy where more is less or less is more writing is sport the more you run the fitter you get and the faster you go 
And so I suggest to people just to write every day. Oh, where can I find the time? I'm too busy, which is usually, it's not the real excuse, but it's a reason. So one of my novels, The Last Stand Down, was written over a year, an hour every morning at breakfast. I had a very forgiving wife. So I found time at breakfast to write that. Every, it took an hour a day. So there's always, you, and you, you do need to find something to sacrifice. And it might be whatever it is, some TV program. So there is always something in your life that really doesn't matter as much as the writing if you really want to be a writer. And it's you do have to organise your life, whether you've got kids and, and partners and, and all that sort of stuff and jobs. And sometimes that's negotiation with them. But if you're committed to it, if you really want to do it, I say you just do it. And Stephen King kind of agrees with me. He usually does. <laughs> so there's two things he says is rate. The best way to be a good writer is to be a good reader. Read lots of books and obviously find time for that. And also just write and write and write. And you will find yourself. I know there's a particular client of mine at the moment who doesn't really know who he is or what he wants to write about. He, he's tried all sorts of horror stories and he's tried comedy and he's tried all sorts of things in it. He just nothing quite fits. But I've suggested to him, just keep writing, Stuart. Just keep doing it. Do it, do it, do it. And somehow out of the doing of this mess, there is a little seed that's growing. And he's suddenly realised that he's got this wonderful gift of satire. He's English, so he's got a lovely voice, if you like, the way that he writes. And he's going, oh, I didn't know I could do that. I, I thought I should. Yeah, I thought I should. <laughs> yeah, that's it, isn't it? The should it? got in the way. And I call that autism. It's doing what we think we ought to do. So sometimes, as you say, some people are just natural writers and off they go and it just pours out. Other people, a little bit like me, you just got to keep writing and writing. And I look back at my stuff 20 years ago. Thankfully, it's been unpublished. And, yeah, you just keep going. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'll just quickly say, and it's sort of slightly off topic. When I started writing, when I started writing for Rainbow News magazine, it was sort of New Age magazine. I was doing kind of nice stuff, in a sense, and it was getting a lot of feedback. And for some reason, I don't know why, I started kind of getting a little bit prodding at the readers. And the weird thing was, it's almost like the more not quite satirical, but just pointing out some of the silly things that people do in the New Age sphere. The more kind of cheeky I got, the more people liked it. It's almost like they enjoyed being picked up on what things that they're doing. So all I'm saying is don't be afraid. If there's something you think you're really like strongly passionate about and there's something that needs to be said, then say it. Don't be nice. Don't be like try and moderate yourself to whoever might be reading it because you don't know. We don't know who's going to read it. This stuff goes to millions of people. And there'll be somebody who just goes, wow. That's amazing. If it's from your heart. Yeah, yeah I, I, and I love that. So thank you for sharing. I know that you've got a course coming up as yep. well. Can you share with everybody where they can find out information about that and or connect with you? So the course is called Write That Book Now. So that's so there's a website called writethatbooknow.com. There's also a Facebook page called Write That Book Now. And so I'm putting stuff up on both of those. So the book's available as a kind of a takeaway course, take home. And so the course is, it started as a one-day course, but it's grown into a, a continuous one now through popular demand, as they say. <laughs> so the book's available, yeah, on the website and it's on available through the libraries in Australia anyway, now as an e-book. 
So the course is basically helping people. So we're going through a different aspect of writing each time to do an online course, which probably is going to start in end of January, February. But I guess being a teacher from way back, I do love the dynamics of the face-to-face. And it, we've through this group of people, um, we've now we've just done two classes so far. So this amazing group of people have met each other and we share we share each other's writing. We put it all up on Google Docs so they can see what it. So I give them a, an exercise each month and then they get to read each other's. And that's kind of scary because you're putting yourself out there. Yeah. But also yeah. you get to look at other people's styles and other people's ideas. And you go, well, I never thought of that. Well, that's a brilliant idea. You know, you, you're learning from each other. And then on the face-to-face level, it's a lovely social group of people who have connected with each other and shared emails and shared yeah, life together now. So we go through a different aspect of it, whether it's about characters or storyline or first paragraphs or publishing aspects or uh, who are you, how do you... And I suppose I can't help but bring in the personal development, spiritual development, because you're writing something that comes from your soul, from your heart, from, from the core. And if you're going to write something that doesn't come from there, for whatever reason, it kind of won't be as powerful. People feel it, don't they? Yeah, they know that you're talking kind of from some surface thing. Yeah, you've written it because someone's told you you should. So the course is sort of important that the people kind of get to know who they are themselves. And we do all sorts of exercises, writing exercises and personal type of exercises, get to know each other, get to know ourselves, and um, we share it. And it's just an amazing growing thing. So, yeah, um, so we've got people who are writing their memoirs. Some One person uh, is writing a movie. Another person is doing a kind of spiritual <laughs> one of your books okay. <laughs> type thing, <laughs> sort of. And, um, yeah, someone's writing a, a novel kind of based on their life as a nurse. So another guy's, um, he's an engineer, but he's decided he wants to be a poet. So he's starting his business as a poet. So his poetry is getting better each week. Yeah, so it's for any person that wants to write, really. And it's, yeah, um, it's just a hot, I just love doing it. And everyone else seems to love it too. So That's yeah. how you know when you're on your right path. Oh, I just, just, just has a huge energy at the like end of work, it. Yeah. it. Yeah, no, I, don't, I get filled up. I don't get depleted. Yeah. Thank yep. you so, so much. We, like I said, we can mm. go and, and yeah. no doubt we'll do some, some more work together as well uh, in the future, okay. hopefully. So yes. thank you for sharing. And uh, for those of you who are interested in becoming an author or improving your writing or, or whatever, then jump on Philip's website and grab his book or come along to the Write mm. That Book course i do um, and for those of you who are interested in any coaching or, or following me as well i also do the barefoot academy is the other arm of my business which has self-publishing as well and coaching so jump online the barefootmedium.com.au or barefootacademy.com.au and see how we can support you in that Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. And if you have enjoyed what you've heard and we've given you some little light bulb moments or tips and wisdom, then hit the thumbs up button, subscribe um, and share it all with your friends as well. And I look forward to connecting with you all on the next month's episode of Barefoot TV and Radio. And, you know, get writing, share your knowledge, share your wisdom, just let those... Mm 
those words squeeze on out of you um, and share whatever comes out. (laughs) So thank you once again, and I look forward to connecting with you all in the next episode. Mm, Thank you. It's been enjoyable. Thank you.